Welcome back, My Billy Podcast, the podcast focused on beating the hell out of your negative voice. Norton Odiase is the host, a fine young brother from Fort Worth, Texas, by way of Nigeria, because I'm Nigerian, but I'm from here. Anyways, hi. If this is your first time, what's good, squad? Thank you for tuning in and thank you for caring about you. Honestly, this podcast is focused on overcoming the negative voice, the silencing voice, the inner critic that challenges you with nonsense. Honestly, a lot of the times it's most of the time it's nonsense. And the fact that you're here with me, that means that you care about you and I'm all for you. So thanks for tuning in. Anyways, for this episode and honestly, episodes going forward. There's a big adjustment, a big change, a big shift in what I am doing behind this here mic. And the shift is structure. (laughs) For lack of better words, I'm not the best at structuring a podcast, at putting stuff in practical tips and tricks and strategies and all these things. And I just know for myself that that is my bottleneck in this whole process. Part of this is the journey again, and you expose the journey for the challenges, the triumphs, everything that you've faced. And for me, it's always organization. It's always an outline. It's always a structure. Because I always say I can be the color, color me in. I can talk on this and this. I'm passionate about a wide range of subjects, but when it's a solo podcast, most of the time it's tough to bring the best out. And sometimes it's like, what if it's not about bringing the best out? But I don't know when you have a thought and it's not your mind bully. It's like when you know that you could be better at something, if you're listening to this, it's on you to see it through and to stick towards that. I could easily say, ah, oh, let me just keep doing it the same way and not reach people that I want to reach. And so I'll have a structure right now. It's off of chat GBT. It's literally telling me intro next segment, next segment, next segment. Maybe that works for me. I'll let you know. But for right now, I'm going with that. I always used to start with check-ins. I want to get back to that because it opens me up. And it's always better to have a conversational style podcast, obviously, but it's hard when it's a solo thing most of the time. And so I don't ever want to get to a point where I'm talking at you because who am I? I'm just Norrance. But whenever you see it, from my perspective, behind my eyes, from my seat. It's easier to connect. So one through 10, check in. And as I'm doing this, I would love if you do it as well, because it promotes that mindful moment. You don't know what you're actually going through if you don't pause and check how you feel while you're going through what you're going through. We're all programmed. Literally, we're all programmed. And either you're going to be conscious about your programming to fine tune and think of different strategies and how, okay, why do I feel this way? What's the reason that I feel this way? 
what do I do every time I feel this way? Or you're running on the subconscious program that you lash out and you have outbursts and you're sad one day, happy the next. You're unpredictable because you don't know why you feel the way you do. It's important to have check-ins, have moments of introspection to get down to the nitty gritty. So for me, feeling good. And I, I'm going to stop labeling it as good because I have a planner, not a planner, but a journal. And I never put good in there because good is not a feeling. Everybody can say, oh, I feel good. I feel great. That's not a feeling. It's standard. And one out of 10, I say I would, the good part of that or the blessed is what I would like to say. I'm delighted. I'm excited. I'm enthusiastic. No, enthusiastic, boy. I'm energized. I think I'm an eight. And usually when somebody says they're an eight, they should be like, yeah, I'm an eight and all hyper. But for me, it's a content stage. It's a stage where I know come years in, this is December now, that I want to do so much more in the new year, not only with my personal life, but with this podcast and thinking of new ways to inspire and to motivate people to do the things that they're passionate about, to live authentically with grace and peace for themselves and their lives. I'm inspired by a lot of different things. And also I look back at my year and I'm just grateful, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful of everything that occurred in this year. And so I'd love to live here all the time because you look at your life in such a vast and abundant way that when something external hits us, like we get cut off while we drive into the little party, it triggers us in a different way. I don't know. I'm just like, why can't we just stay it this way? If you're in a good space, if you're in a good spot, what would it take for you to stay at that spot continuously? And trials will come if you're not at that spot where you feel encouraged, where you feel like you've had a great year. One, I would ask you, what are your parameters or what are your guidelines that make a good year? What have you done this year that you would necessarily call it bad? Because it's so easy to judge the moment for what it is. And I know I just judged it on the other side, like I had a good year. But I say that because I had certain things that I wanted to accomplish. Or honestly not. That's literally the thing that I thought about the other day before I jump around. I thought, I don't know what I thought. That's the thing. Like, let's start with the summer. I'm on a committee of four to hire our men's basketball coach at Texas Tech. I never would have thought that. 
Next, I go to LA. I was in a broadcaster U program and I met all these different people. And now I'm looking at my life, my eyes, my lens through this aspect of, oh, I would love to do something entertainment. Like that brought out a different side of me that I didn't even know. Next, real estate. I met all these people. I'm like, oh, I should do that. Like the next, I go to, to the all-star, not the all-star, but in Las Vegas, there was a summer league. I met all these people, businesses and tech, and it, it got my eyes on that. Did stuff with the NBA, did some workshops, spoke live podcast with my university. And I look at all these things. And I kind of had a moment the other day. I'm like, nothing that has came, like all these things that I've talked about, and there's so much more. I don't want to just say, oh, accolades of the year. Like, bruh, who are you? Anyways, nothing that has come my way did I think of, did I plan out. It came as I just followed God and I knew and I spoke it and I went after the things that I wanted to do, not for me, but for others through me. And I say it's good because of that premise. It always started rather with the mindset that, okay, how can I use the traits that I have to give to other people, to serve to other people, to inspire and motivate other people? How can I use everything that God has given me inside to go down the lane of personal development or go down the lane of mental health or go down the lane of encouraging and mindfulness and self-improvement, mental wellness, all that, and stick to this niche. How do I go down that way and try to uplift others? I say all this to say for you and your story, if you are at a place where you would deem your year as unsuccessful. I would ask you, what are your guidelines? What are your parameters? And what are you judging your year so fast for? Our biggest trials, those times where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and Even as the days go by, you're still sick and tired. Those days, those weeks, those months, those trials, they lead to your biggest triumphs. It's important to know that. It's important to check in with yourself one through 10 and to see where you're at. Because if you don't see where you're at, you don't know where you're going. I do want to talk this week, this episode about the power of what you say, the power of your words. I've said this once and I'll say it again. Our words dominate us. Our words dominate us. Our words dominate us. Our words have dominion over us. Even God himself magnified his word over his own name. And so what you say is important. What you speak over your life is important. What you say to your friends about their lives is important. And this is a topic that we know in theory. But as life pulls us in every direction, do we really stick to it? Do we really speak life into our lives, speak positive in our life? 
to people about our lives. When people ask, oh, how are you doing? You'll list off 10,000 ways of why your day could be better. And you leave that one moment for, uh, yeah, that was cool, but, but, and it's always with the focus of it could be better. It could be better. It could be better. <laughs> it's, it's powerful to know that you're not just a victim in your life. You're not just someone that wakes up every day and just, well, whatever happens, happens. No, like you have actual agency. You have control over what happens in your day. And even though sometimes it doesn't look like, oh, it's going the way you planned it, (laughs) stick with it, stick with it. Because when you look back at your life, when you stuck with it, when it didn't go the way it was planned, it worked out better than you ever would have expected. I.e., for example, this year for me, I didn't know. I didn't know any of that stuff. And I'm using my own perspective, my own life as an example of, okay, this is what trust in the Lord looks like. This is what faith looks like. And for your journey, what does faith look like? What did you bet on yourself for and what you wanted to do? And look at, oh, what it came to. Don't get it twisted, man. Whatever you say is important. And so, I don't know, I just want to ask my own self questions about it. Because again, it's hard to do this solo podcast over and over and over again. I've, I've done it for obviously almost two and a half years now, but it still sometimes is difficult. And whenever I have my moments where I'm hazy, I don't think I'm hazy, but I just want to be effective. And I know that I have a lot in me. And so if I ask myself questions, it brings out more. And I'm like, oh, that came out the brother. Yeah, it did. Anyways, first question really centered on self-talk is how would you describe the tone of your internal dialogue? Is it generally positive, negative or neutral? And I didn't look at these beforehand, I promise. How would I describe the tone of my dialogue? I say it's aggressive. (laughs) it's snappy. It's dang, dang, this is doing something. It's, it's honestly not nice. It's not the nicest. It's not the nicest at all. It's, it's powered by, okay, you should be doing more. You should be doing more. You should be doing more. You're letting them down. You're letting them down. You're not doing it. If I think about this podcast, that's why I'm in a different location I'm not shooting a video, even though I have my tripod up right here. I have my camera right in front of me, but I'm like, no, focus on getting this out. And if it's not the right angle, if it doesn't look right and I'm, dang, I didn't know I was going to do that. I'm so, I'm not nice to myself, but I will say I do speak the right things over my life. I am who he says I am. I could do what he says I can do. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So anything that I face when I go out, I know that I'm armed with that knowledge and God is no respecter of persons, meaning he didn't make the next man with more than me, not comparing, but Oh, if he did some great things in his life, even things that I'm inspired by, even if he got all the things that I want, Oh, okay. That's inspiring because God can do that in me too, because he gave me different gifts and it gives me a mindset to even, 
cultivate and work those gifts. But then that mind bully goes to, all right, work the gifts, do more. You're not doing enough, even though seven days out of the week, I'm studying, I'm reading, I'm working out, I'm trying to find different ways to put out content. I would say my internal dialogue is usually positive, but it's over-aggressive. It's over-aggressive. It's the mindset that I have to personally do it all. And it's like greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I go, 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 go. And it gets to a point where I'm tired. Because I'm listening to my mind belief that says that I have to do it in my strength. And that's never the case. What are the words that you speak over your life? In certain situations, in certain circumstances, what do you say over your life? Whether it's with your finances, you just lost a job, or you want more, or you're stressing to pay student fees. What do you say over your life, your finances? Do you say that, oh, I got to go get this job, or I won't have money, or I'm broke, I don't have money? No, or you say, At the moment, I don't have funds, but I have the ability to generate wealth. And God is the author of that anyways. And it's so funny. I don't know why I'm going on this, but we think that we have to, oh man, financial insecurity. I feel insecure. I need to do all these odd things to make up on lost time and where I'm not and where I should be. and. It always is to a point that drains you. And God never wanted you to be drained. Obviously work, grind, but there's a rest aspect in it. And so when you tell yourself these things and you have a negative relationship with money because you never had money and the times that you did have money, you used it and you squandered it. And you know that, but now you're hard on yourself for that. And so you're moved by making more. That survival is on you. I got to make more. 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 It's tough because money makes the world go round. But God gives us the ability to produce wealth. Like that's literally a Bible scripture. He gives you the produce or gives you the ability to produce wealth. So it's always to turn back to him. And for me to turn back to him and he opens doors for me, financial insecurity is a thing. It is a thing. It honestly is a thing. And it's project to project based. Now I'm doing this entrepreneur journey. I'm doing keynotes. I'm trying to figure out ways to, oh, say that I speak at this. I speak at this. I speak to kids. I speak to, but I'm like, bro, I don't want to be deemed as just a speaker. But then it's like, bro, if you don't categorize yourself, then them folks don't know how to categorize you either. And so I think of that, but then it's also playing 
ball. I still play ball, but it's like, I don't really want to do that right now. I'm not in a stage of that. I love what I'm building, but there's still that insecurity financially to know, okay, bro, like there's only so often that you can live off your savings. I, I am not selling no stocks that I have. That's not wise. So how do I get extra work income while making what I'm doing viable? Should this podcast be what my job is and what the income should come from? I know it's already my job. It's my life's work. But is there a way to generate income in a different way? And so all these things now that, man, these questions are good because it's making me think about my life. I'm like, when these things occur, as they do in my life, I always tell myself, man, one, as long as I'm working my field, I'm in my sphere of influence and I'm serving and my mindset isn't focused on, I I need, I need, I need. It's, I get to serve. What can I do for somebody else today? How do I uplift somebody else today in my journal? I literally write down, I feel blank. Like today I said, I feel, well, that was 12-2. I feel tight and tired because I went to the gym and I did back and I killed my back. But then I always say, after I say, I feel, I say, I want others to feel blank. Yesterday I said, I want others to feel energized by my spirit. And no, I say all that to say, even if you are feeling insecure financially, the words that you say over your situation are powerful. The words that you say over your situation makes the next situation. Your words make it. It's everything to say what he says about you. I'm a believer. I say what God says about me. And every time I do that, I end up seeing that in my life. And sometimes it's not immediate, but I claim it by what I say. It's like, that's mine, so I'm going to say it. I'm not going to say what I see. Because personally, I don't live off that. I never have. And that's not vision anyways. Living how you see is living in the past to me. I don't even know if that makes sense. I don't care. Living how you see is living in the past. Because this is just a version of me that you see now. Like time is ticking. Time is moving. How do you see tomorrow without the words that you say. You want a bigger tomorrow. You want a better tomorrow, but your words are in the past. Your words are in what you were, not where you're going. Your words should be engineered behind the premise of where you're going, behind the premise of who you are. It's interesting. Are there specific phrases or words you consistently use when you talk to yourself? How do they influence your mood and behavior? Hmm. I'll give an example for me. Literally, I always say I'm beautiful. I'm gorgeous. Like I always say that. I believe that. Thankfully, humbly to God, he made the kid six, nine, blessed by God, chocolate. You feel me? I haven't always felt like that growing up. 
I grew up in an urban community. I had a gap. I still got the gap. I was bigger. I got flat feet. And before I was doing the wrong things, I was made fun of. And then I started doing the wrong things and I wasn't made fun of. But when I say all that, there is this mind or this voice inside my mind. Now I know it as mind bully, my inner critic. That said all these negative things. That I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm worthless. I don't have what the other kids have. Why am I trying to think that I'm greater? Because again, I still had parents. My dad was in Nigeria at the time. So he would pour in things to me. Like, and that's why I'm saying I'm privileged to be in that position to always have that. But I didn't feel it. And so I didn't say it. And so now I'm so cognizant about the fact that even the smallest, most mundane things like appearance, boy, and it's not even mundane, it's everything. But for me, I don't personally struggle with that. Even the small things in appearance, I still say like, boy, I'm beautiful. Just a reminder, just in case I forgot, boy, I'm beautiful. I'm like, I don't take anything for granted because in this life that we live, bro, every single day that you open your eyes, that you walk out, that you go to the gym or you go to work or you go to a game, you have the opportunity to be depressed every single day. If you look to what you see, if you look to what or listen to what people are saying about you, you have an opportunity to be depressed. And so instead of getting defensive, you're playing defense all the time. The best offense always going to kill <laughs> the best defense, even though defense win champions. Hell, you still got to score the ball. How do you play offense? By what you say, by what you say over yourself. Before you even have to defend somebody else, put in the offense. Offense. <laughs> I'm beautiful. I'm blessed by God. God made me one of one. He handcrafted me from the father himself. <laughs> you think I ain't special? How do you say that? And, and I use that as an example, but I'm dead serious. Like I say that. And in your life, whether it's finances, because I went on a whim speaking about that, what do you say about that situation over and over and over and over again? How does that affect your mood? How does it affect your behavior? When I say that over me, my chest is to the sun. After that, I start walking. I say, oh, I remember who I am. Oh, I remember what I can do. Oh, I remember what my mission is. Moving on. How do you choose your words when communicating with others? Are you mindful of the potential impact your words have on others? Personally, I would say yes. How about you? (laughs) I try to be very mindful on the words that I speak and that I use. When I'm speaking to you, other individuals, because our words dominate us and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If I'm speaking faith, I know it blesses people. And it's not even on their reaction that I'm worried about because I don't care. I don't care. I care about the reaction that it will have down the line that, man, I heard that. And I didn't really listen to what he was talking about because he was spitting and rambling and all these things. But down the line, 
there was a connection because I heard him say it. And then I heard somebody else say it. God is using different people to speak to me. Yeah, duh. And so my issue there is when I speak to others with the lens of me, meaning how I speak to myself, like I said earlier, I'm so hard on myself. Sometimes I do that on my friends and family coming from the premise of, man, I want you to be better. I know you can be better. I see the light in you and you don't see it. And you might have fear and judgment and comparison clouding your vision. I want you to get and push past that. But everybody's not me, Norris, but not saying I'm somebody, but everybody has their own battles that they judge and they add things to from their past and they work through those differently. And so when I'm speaking to them, I have to remember that. I have to remember to stop giving so much advice all the time. How about you just listen? Listen first. Validate next. Because again, honestly, we all look for validation, no matter what we say or what we do. When you talk to somebody else or when you express your opinion on something, you send a social post, you're looking for validation. I'm looking for a laugh. I'm looking for validation now without even knowing. I want somebody to say, "Uh uh-huh, you're right. Yes, I want connection. We all want that inherently. But uh, the rubber, what do they say? Rubber beneath the roads, where it kind of, the conflict here, or where it can be different is that I'm not moved. I don't live off that. You don't live off that. Because what happens when you don't get it? Your mind belief tells you things that aren't true about you. Hmm. The words that you say impact you, the you that you will be, and all the other people around you. What do you say to yourself? What do you need to stop saying to yourself? What can you say to other people that will uplift them, that will propel them, that will inspire them, that will motivate them? That's a fulfilling life. A life that's not all about you but about the people around you. I've got a lot more on this. I didn't even say half the things that are in my head or in my notes, but I just know that our words dominate us and there's an impact by what you say. I hate the word affirmations, but now I'm starting to okay it in my head because it's no It's affirming, it's affirming yourself. But for me, it's like aggressive on the offense. Like tell it, tell your mind bully. Because again, I inherently, I'm chosen by God. I know that, I know that. But there's this force, this negative voice that is against that, that sees the light that I hold, that I carry, that I walk out this earth in and on, that I seize, that tries to dampen that light by every Step of the way, what I say to myself matters. What I listen to matters. 
the friend group, the environment that I surround myself in matters. The subconscious stories that I tell myself matter. That's why you make it conscious by journaling, by writing, by noting down your emotions. Oh, I felt that way because I drove past 18 Wheeler. Like I note that down because it's like, oh, trigger to my cousins. Then I write the feeling. Emotion is a body thing. When you, when your body feels a certain way quickly, oh, okay, there's something more to that. It's a signal. How do we make our signals conscious to the fact of, okay, I know where this is coming from. I'm going to speak to this. I'm going to get offensive with this. I'm going to speak to it because I'm not going to waste another second of my life speaking death to my life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those that live it will eat its fruit. I think, I think those last words are different, but I don't care. That's, that's the premise. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What's on your tongue, man? What's on your tongue? If you like this episode, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast. And I'll say this, DM at Podcast and say what you're going to say to yourself that's positive because I want some interaction. I care about you so much and I want you to say the right things to you. It matters. It means so much for you to encourage yourself in this life that we live because life is not always easy, as you know, and it's so important for you to encourage yourself. So if you're not encouraging yourself, I'm going to encourage you. So at Pod on the gram, so we can encourage each other. And why is that word so hard for me to say? Encourage, encourage. Hey, Genix, you going off.